Thank you guys for joining us on another episode of the Oh No Disc Golf Podcast. With me as always is my best friend, Kyle. What's up? Hey, hello, everybody. And a special guest, I believe, is the hardest working man in disc golf, in disc golf, Jesse from Trash Panda. How's it going, Jesse? Great, though I definitely cannot claim that title. There's many who are, who are harder workers than I am. Yeah. I don't know, Thank you. man. I don't know. Uh, from watching, watching some of your beginning videos to, to you know where where you are now, I I'd say it puts you at least on the list. You got to in the conversation, in the in the very very bottom of a long list. But thank you, and okay. I appreciate it. And it, yeah, no, I am honored to be here. Thank you. Um. Well, why don't you? Tell us all. I mean, most people have probably heard you heard of you, but why don't you tell us about yourself for in case there's a straggler out there that haven't hasn't heard of you yet? Yeah. And like what you do. Absolutely. My name is Jesse, and I'm the founder of Trash Panda Disc Golf. Um, we are a brand that is on a mission to grow the sport sustainably. So for us, that means we make products that are good for your game and great for the planet. And um, people probably know us from either uh, our YouTube videos or uh, we released a disc last year, which was the first ever disc made from 100% recycled plastic. And so, oh, and it looks like that for those tuning in by video. That's an early. Check it out on Spotify or on YouTube. Um, so yeah, the, the inner core was a disc we, we released last year. We've been working on it for about two and a half years. And now three years into this thing, we keep going, um, on a mission to keep growing the sport sustainably. That, uh, believe now there's a mid range on the way too, right? Yeah. We recently got it PDG approved in March, kind of announced it, um, about a week ago. And then, uh, yeah, the, the news is fluttering out there. We're, uh, we're aiming for midsummer 2023. So if all goes well, yeah. That's called the dune, right? Dune. Yes, sir. Where'd that come from? Oh man. Well, actually I try to, I try to, your wife came up did with trash panda, right? Well, okay. So She's just officially on the payroll for all branding because she actually came up with Dune too. <laughs> I, I forgot I had told you about that. So my wife initially came up with Trash Panda and then um, she actually threw out Dune in the conversation as well as we were thinking of naming for this disc. And I always try to, I always try to think of, I always try to bring something to the table in podcasts that I'm on that's like kind of a little bit of a sneak peek or a little something that people might not know that we haven't necessarily pushed really hard publicly. So I guess what I'll say on this one, since that was the first question, is that um, when we initially came up with our naming convention, it had to do with the planet. And it still does. It's still exactly what we initially designed Though a lot of people, due to the name Inner Core and starting at the center, thought we would always be within the Earth. So I won't say exactly where it's going all the way, but I can say that mid-ranges based on Dune is, uh, mid-ranges are topographical in nature. So, yeah. Gotcha. Interesting. Now people have to come back here for hints when you start dropping, dropping more other places. It's like a... Yeah, uh, 
uh, what's it called? Sprinkle it here, okay. sprinkle it there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Teasers, teasers. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. But yeah, it, uh, if you guys don't know, I know Jesse. It's been amazing to like know you actually personally and to like, I see your videos and I'm like, oh, that's fucking like Stonegate. Like, um, <laughs> that's how so many people in Denver feel is like, and I, I forget that all the time because I'll watch other people's videos and be like, you know, not even thinking about the course. And then I'm like, oh, wait, this is someone else's home course. And this yeah. is, and they're stoked to be seeing that. So I definitely try to make the rounds in Denver so that like pe- local people get it and they know. Um, right. And yeah, dude, it's been a pleasure to know you because we're we're locals. We see yeah, each other. Dude. Love it. Um, and so this really like where what started first for you, the love for disc golf or the love for like recycling and finding a uh, finding other uses for trash? That's a great question, Eric. Um, honestly, the the reality for me is that sustainability and recycling was a very slow burn. It was like many times you can think about one moment in life when something kicked in for you. And for me, disc golf is like that. My freshman year of high school, got out with some friends, their older brothers taught us the sport. Like that was a moment. But for me, sustainability was just kind of a slow, just chiseling away. And so I I don't really have a moment that I can speak to as far as when recycling and when just being mindful of my overall impact and our overall impact on the planet came to me. Um, so probably disc golf to, to specifically answer the question, well, first, but <laughs> yeah, cause that was my freshman year of high school. Uh-huh. But I think sustainability was just kind of always there to just slowly yeah. finding its way. Yeah. yeah. Probably like little by little, little yeah. before they collided. Yeah. yeah they were just too, interstellar things moving around and eventually they came on a collision course and now we're here so that's the summary (laughs) that's fair um what is something that kind of surprised you about starting a disc golf company probably a lot honestly there's probably yeah yeah i mean (laughs) definitely the list goes on but there are a few things that stand out and i think i'd have to say that the one that stands out the most was just the public reception to our message and our mission. Um, I I knew with a background in marketing and an awareness of just general marketing concepts, like I knew that if I had a Venn diagram where I had certain things that interested me, there were other people out there who shared that Venn diagram. So a lot of our early videos are based on like being in the garage and making because I knew other people who played disc golf probably had that Venn diagram of making things and being kind of a tinkerer. And still to this day, that that finds its way into our videos. Um, I think the, as far as like knowing that Venn diagram existed, I still thought the audience and the people who would be a part of that community was a smaller amount of people. And having having really somewhat of a explosive growth um is what shocked me the most because people were so excited about the mission and there were so many more than i thought like it takes the average youtuber uh 5 years to reach 10,000 subscribers and 
we're in, we're about to hit the three year mark. And I genuinely thought we would have like, I don't know, 5,000 subscribers, 2,000 subscribers, like one of the you're, biggest at the time. Like what, 30 something? Yeah, we're like a little over 30. And one of the biggest when I started was like, uh, had like 10, 11, maybe 12,000 subscribers. And I was like, if only I could get there one day. And like, that happened in a year, which is crazy. Right. So mm-hmm. that was definitely, there's a list of things that surprised me. But the the top of that list is pretty, it sticks out because it was just uh, an overwhelming response from the community, which, you know what, I'm not unique and I'm not alone. That is so many people's story of like what surprised them early on is that the community was just the best and super receptive. So I think um, you can uh, in your videos you come across as you can tell that you like this is your passion like this is this is you can tell kind of what you this is what you love and I think that's really easy for people to latch on to you know they want to support people who who can see they're doing it because this is what they like so much and yeah yeah I definitely have people I follow who are like that and starting this out I was like I don't I don't want to do it alone so I was like, not only can people be a part of this with me, but then I can be a part of it with them. And so I think right. that's kind of the initial intent and how it's how it's played out, which has been really cool because it feels like Trash Panda is so much, so much bigger than anything I could have ever done by myself is since so early on, which is wild. I showed my dad the, the first video that you had made. Uh, because I was like, holy shit, he's like making a fucking disc like by hand. Uh, I was like, <laughs> that was blowing my mind. So that that was when we first got into it. it was like, if wait. I wasn't so in it, I probably would have been in the same place of like, holy shit, I did this. <laughs> like I'm making a disc by hand. But it was just like solving each problem as they came. So I didn't like take a moment to like realize the situation but yeah that was that was definitely what put us on the map was that hey let's we're making a disc in the garage which everyone loves loves getting more discs and everyone would be stoked to be able to make their own discs in their garage so turns out that was a that was a piece that it wasn't even that I was trying to appeal to people in that sense it was just like that was the barrier to entry that I could accomplish like it was cheaper than going all the way at first have you always been so good at editing videos or did that no. come with the marketing what tell, tell me about no, that. that that answer is sitting on our youtube channel um that <laughs> even your the, beginning videos look very professional that's very kind of you to say but i'm gonna i'm gonna kindly disagree um if you if you watch one now and then like recent video and then first video you'll see the like contrast of i started on camera that would only record in 720p it wouldn't hook up to an external microphone so i used fluorescent light bulbs in a garage with the garage door closed which was like a fluorescent echo chamber like a hospital honestly so it wasn't like i don't know there was a high learning curve but i just committed early on every video I would learn one thing. So like one video, you know, if we went through the channel, I could, I could, 
probably still point out different things in different videos of like in that video, you can see that thumbnail right there. And this is where I learned how to do this in the thumbnail. So just one piece of the thumbnail or, oh, I did this in the edit, this like funky little transition. And that was the thing I learned how to do there. Or this was the video where I learned how to light track, which takes an hour to track one shot. And everyone in the comments is like, can you please draw a line behind your disc as it's in the air? And I'm like, I'm recording on 720p over here. <laughs> I can't even see it. <laughs> so it's just the, you know, constantly showing up and, and learning. And, and I hope, I genuinely hope, like I'm very proud of where our, uh, my editing is at today. And I actually have an editor I now work with who puts together the rough cut for me. And then I kind of just take it through to the final version. I hope that in a year I look back on today's video and go, think the same oh, thing. Yeah. That's shit. Like, yeah. oh, look how, look how bad that looks. And then, you know, a year after that same thing. So it, that's constant improvement. And hopefully, I mean, yeah. Who knows? Maybe a year from now, AI will be editing all my videos. So Ooh, we'll that would be sweet. That'd be so easy. Just, just, <laughs> just, uh, you know, put it in easy. Yeah. All your scripts too. <laughs> just let it do it all. Yeah, it could, you could, you could like literally ask uh chat GPT to like make you a script and it will. It's ridiculous. I know. That's how we got all these questions, actually, is we just asked an AI what oh, questions yeah, did you Jesse from chat me. But... <laughs> actually, it's it's just me here. Eric's just AI. <laughs> <laughs> um, so speaking of your videos, do you have a favorite one that you've made? Or is do you have one that like if you could show everyone in the world like is like this to to like push a message? Is this do you have one specific one that like jumps out in your oh. mind or Man, that's a hard question. Sorry. Or is it just your newest one? Because that <laughs> one, you know, that's where you learned most of the stuff, right? Is in the newest one. So yeah, no, there's there's definitely like there's definitely different different pieces of of different videos that stick out. And like, you know, it, there's there's also been I've, I've I've thought for a while of like I should make a video that kind of is the video that people can just go to. And just this is the video you 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 watch. Um, oh, if let's go. Here. I was afraid I missed something. I, I know. Something. Well, well, and I've thought about that, but it just changes. It constantly right. changes. Mm -hmm. So right. um, I I don't know that I have a favorite. I have. I mean, I'm very proud of the Inner Core documentary. It really is the video that tells the whole story up to this point. But even the crazy part is there are so many things I would change about that. So like, right. that's, that's just a couple months ago. And now like, I'm looking back at it. I'm like, Oh, I changed this. Um, so I a constant improvement you were talking that's about. It? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. a theme. Yeah. I would say probably like either there's a, I think there's a playlist of the, the, how, like making a disc or making a recycled disc in my garage videos, like one through 10, I'd probably say go to that or just watch the most recent and then watch the first and just laugh at least, at least you'll find some entertainment. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so you have so many now, so it's hard. 
That's true. I think we're like 98 videos or 99 videos. I just saw that the other day. So we're nearing 100, which is wild to think about. Us too, but yeah. podcasts. Yeah. That's, yep. cr- that's crazy. <laughs> that's awesome. Wait, are you at 100 or uh, 98? Almost. This no way. way. Yeah. 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 Wow. Look Very at excited. Us. Who would have thought? We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> oh my gosh! My so, uh, tell me about your Earth Day. How how was that? Earth Day was great. Uh, well, actually, Earth Day was weather sucked. Yeah, it, the weather was pretty pretty terrible. We planned for this whole global initiative in partnership with UDISC to invite and encourage people to go out and clean up their courses. And I woke up to four inches of snow with every piece of trash on the course covered. Um, So we pushed, we actually ended up pushing ours back one day. And in true Denver fashion, like for people who aren't from Colorado, this won't make any sense, but like four inches of snow one day. And it was cloudy the whole day. It's not like it melted off to the next day we went out and did a cleanup and there was not a touch of snow on the ground. So it just, yeah, it was crazy. So, um, it was all in all fantastic, um, but it was definitely, I was bummed I, in the morning. Like I was talking to my wife and I was just like, I'm so bummed right now. Cause I want to, I want to be out there cleaning. I want to be out there doing something and I have to sit here and do nothing. Um, but uh, it was awesome. We had, we had this international course cleanup weekend and uh, over 150 course cleanups around the world with like a ton of people getting out and like it just was just encouraging people to go pick up so many (laughs) it was awesome and that's hosted i one of the things we're looking to try to do next year is figure out a way to track individuals who got out as well and so it was just uh it was incredible to think that like we've reached a level of influence now where you know together with trash panda and udisc we can push out a message that's just like nothing more than pick up a piece of trash and like people did it which is so cool because yeah it the whole the whole point of the whole thing was something doesn't have to be your fault to be your responsibility and yeah it was fantastic speaking of picking up trash i wanted to brag quickly about a local shop here started offering their sponsored players uh like five cents or something for each piece of trash they pick up off of like either they'll pay for a no way. tournament buy-in or like uh in like in-house uh like you know like a gift card yeah what shop is that uh it's called my boy chris's he doesn't have like a online store but he's just like local he's like one of those local dudes who like used to sell out of his garage for years and years and years and then he finally got enough enough around to do a shop and uh so he started doing that for his sponsored players. That's awesome. I can't remember. Five cents might be either too much or too little. I don't remember what it said. He posted it. This was like a month ago. He the posted fact it that he's doing he, something is, yeah, is anything, what matters. Yeah. And that's amazing. Yeah. 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 The one guy, I think so easy. Said, I think, I think the guy, I think he said he's got over a hundred dollars worth picked up. Uh, like the, his name's Patrick Enzyme. Um, He's a wow. local dude and he's, yeah, so he's like, yeah, my next like five tournaments are paid for, or three tournaments are paid for, or whatever. Dang. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Um, 
Let's see. Do you have any advice for someone who's just trying to start whatever it may be, rather it be a, a YouTube channel or a disc golf company or? Yeah. Uh, with, with the broadness of the question, I'll, I'll just keep it to the, to the baseline suggestion. Take any question, however you want. Yeah, no, I'm going to, I'm going to take it broad. Um, do it. Like if you're yep. thinking about it, go for it. Um, it, many people worry about like oversaturation and stuff like that, but there's always, there's always something new and we are a community and a sport that is built on the, the backs of the, the innovation of the individuals who love this sport. And so specifically in disc golf, I mean, even if it's content creation, even if it's podcasts, like we are built on those who came before us, the people in the future will stand on our shoulders, like in, in many ways, like just go for it. And there is, there is something for sure. Um, if you're, if you, if your design is to bring harm, I take back everything I just said, don't go for it. <laughs> but if, if it's to do good, please go for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those you, you if you're evil, get love, out. The, <laughs> yeah. love the clarification. I just want to make sure that I'm not encouraging and someone's like, Jesse said to do, right. to do it. <laughs> uh. One of my, my things I always try to tell people is like the first step in something is usually failing. Um, and so yeah, even, even if you start something and, and you fail at it first, maybe it just evolves into, into its next thing and, and you take it from there. 100%. I, we've talked about my first video and my early videos. So I might as well mention something that not a lot of people know is that there's a, there's a zero video. There's a video before the first oh, video always, that always. no one has ever seen and no one will ever see. And I, I don't even uh, know if I still, I, I still have it. It's on a hard drive. Um, but like, there's a video that I made that was like the very first video and that never made the channel. And then the second one made it. So like my first was a complete fail, but I also was like, get the rough draft out of the way. And then little did I know every video after that would be a rough draft. So here we are. <laughs> there's always a zero video. It's always Very true. Yeah, except I think for we, us, I guess we, did we, like... we we tried to do a pre-episode and uh, we just aired that, that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, "Oh, that's terrible! Fuck it, run it." <laughs> <laughs> nothing to lose. Yeah. Uh, so you got the Dune coming out. You said in the summer. Are there any other big goals that are coming out this year that you got going on this year that you can talk about? Yeah, yeah. We actually have another release that's coming before that. Um, I I've already spoiled something and I haven't spoiled that yet to the world. So I'll just say, no, you don't have to, that's no, 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 yeah, I'll, you don't I'll, have to I'll spoil. Like kind of, no, no, I, but you, but you can, yeah. if you want to, yeah. um, I'll just say that if you, if you are a fan of trash panda and you've thrown the inner core, because our first one was made out of, um, what is really like a throwing plastic, um, then we have we have something that you might enjoy that's coming out soon if you if you've been wanting to putt with it. So we'll say that for now. Um, and then, I mean, we're just 
I still feel like we're in such early days of this thing. We're just going to keep going. So after Dune, it'll be another one. And after that, it'll be another one. And ideally, I'm, I'm, I've got a bag full of discs eventually. And, you know, more creative videos, more, more fun stuff. I, I just more sustainable growth for the sport. The, the, the more we can continue to do the, the more stoked that I am. So, yeah. So creating like molds for discs, is it anything like, uh, like you can't decide which one you love more because it's like, they're both your babies. Is that like a, like, you're like, I can't say the inner core is my favorite, but it came first. So uh, yeah. is there any battling in your head like that or so far? No, because they're completely different slots. So like gotcha. one being a mid range, one being a putter. Um, mm -hmm. it'll be interesting when there's some like overlap one day, but I, I just like, it's so, it's so surreal to me that I'm throwing a disc that I had a part in making. So I just like, and it's 100% grateful. Yeah. Amazing. Every single amount, like any, any bit of plastic used 100% recycled. We haven't touched virgin plastic, which is crazy. Um, and it's why it's taken so long, but, uh, it's, it's worth it. It's something I believe in. So we're going to keep it going. I Passion loved in uh, some of your, like oh. one of our favorite things. So Oh, go ahead. Eric. I was just saying, I loved in some of your earlier videos when you were making this with like the different plastics, how some of them sounded when they hit like the basket, like the noise they made. They all crazy. sounded, they all sounded the <laughs> same, like a hard yeah. drum. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, there you go. If you're looking for recommendations, go back to the video where it's just like, plunk. <laughs> mm -hmm. it, sound, it sounds so different than any any other disc. And it's so um, different than like what the inner core actually ended up as. Yeah. Right, yeah. That yeah. was just yeah. like an early uh, progression, you know, evolution. That was, that was my education. It was literally that of i didn't start with plastic knowledge or anything like that so it's just learning about different types learning about this that and the other thing and starting to find our way to being able to do it so yeah it was um definitely my education is sitting there on youtube for all to see so right <laughs> well what does disc golf mean to you that's one of them AI questions. Mm. I I will step away from Jesse at Trash Panda and just answer as myself because that's where it all started. And that's where like, I hope that it still remains. Um, and I try to make sure it still remains. And I hope that even when all is said and done, it's still this way, but um, disc, disc golf is my, is my solitude. It's, it's my therapy. It's like my time to refill and my time to just be. So I'm, I'm, I'm that guy who is out before anyone else is up by myself and having the best time of my life. And I hope that that continues. Oh yeah. And then you're just throwing your own discs, which is <laughs> 10 times cooler. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's dope. Um, 
what is your biggest oh no moment that's disc golf related in the mm-hmm. spirit of the show we went from like super heartwarming and yeah now <laughs> thanks for the thanks for the roller coaster guys um <laughs> my biggest oh no moment that that's an interesting question too because of what kyle said like you can take it any direction so yeah you can answer twice if you want. We have sometimes people yeah. tell us two stories. <laughs> people that's, are that's like, I got a lot, actually. I got plenty. <laughs> oh. I fuck off all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think um the the one that comes to mind at the top is is kind of always the same. And it's it's the moment when I the only moment I've actually thought about quitting, which was right before we released the Intercore. Um, it was literally the week, the week of. And I just was like, this is so hard. Like, this is impossible. We've tried to isolate every single variable and it's constantly changing and we're using recycled materials. And like, we... The whole point of problem solving is to find answers and then solve for the problem. And every problem we we would resolve and a new problem, a new, a new, like something came up. And I just was like, oh shit, maybe, maybe I, maybe naivete wasn't my biggest strength, but it was my biggest, biggest weakness getting into this. Um, so that that probably would be that moment for me, my biggest one. Um, yeah. Oh, There's I also, I also, I yeah, I just, oh, there is a video. I will mm-hmm. give to you. Okay. So that's a little more deep, um, a little more intense, a little more lighthearted, lighthearted is I, I just got to play Maple Hill for the first time oh. and through through a very, very, very early prototype Dune straight into the water on hole eight. So that was uh <laughs> that was a definitely a no moment. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Eventually when that gets pitched out, everyone's gonna be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> it's got it's got nothing on it. Yeah. No, no one will know what it is. It has the weight written on it, but there's no engraving, there's no markings, there is there is nothing. So we'll that see. That's actually going to be one of my questions is like, have you ever lost one of the like you know prototypes oh, I, along the way uh, into yes. water? That, oh, yes. that is not the only story so gosh. <laughs> save that for another podcast but yeah <laughs> um writing on the back of that one too um maybe you can like talk about your team a little bit like uh do you have like a yeah, I don't know, like people working at the factory making discs and stuff, or are you making every single one by hand still? What do we got going yeah, on? Great question. Uh, no uh, to the latter and yes to the former. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we've got a great team now. So one of the biggest things was early on realizing that like the scalability was just not there in the garage. And the whole reason I thought I could start in the garage was because I thought, like I said at the top of the show, one person would be watching, maybe two people, maybe five, maybe a thousand. And so many people were watching that there was such a high level of demand for our products, which were just minis early on, that we couldn't even keep inventory on the website. Um, 
2021, we had drops throughout the year and in like cumulatively, they were available, like minis were available on our website for just barely over three full days. So it was like sell out, sell out every single time. One of those was three minutes in 500 minis sold out in three minutes, which was Holy shit. <laughs> another, <laughs> oh, another, oh no moment. That's uh, uh, fun to talk about. Cause I then had to make all of them. Um, but anyway, all that to say, uh, scale was such a big issue that finding a local manufacturing partner was kind of the next step for me. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, those, the machinery and the molds and just everything, the costs are so great that, um, it was, that was the way to get it done. And it turned into like easily uh, the biggest blessing in disguise because they've been, they become just an ideal and wonderful manufacturing partner. They'd never done discs or recycled before. And they, they'd done injection molding though. And I was on the other side of just like, let's learn. And they were like, we'll learn with you. So we've had a great time. And then on top of that, um, we've been able to build out our team as well. So we've got everything from someone who's over customer experience, uh, our, we've got a head of marketing, we've got a guy over R and D, a guy over our warehouse, um, and myself, and it's crazy. So, um, I'm, I'm super, super grateful for where it's gotten to. And, you know, it's not just like me in my garage or me in an office anymore. It's like being with people now, which is really fun. Um, being able to, you know, on certain days they hold me up and on certain days I hold them up or whatever. And yeah, it's been great. So definitely like trash Panda is not Jesse anymore. Like those, those are not a one in the work you see the posts on Instagram, everything like that is not a one-to-one anymore. So, um, I'm, I'm very, very grateful about that because it's, uh, it means everything has gotten better. (laughs) For sure. So yeah. Yeah. And easier for you. Like, um, yeah, hard to, hard to make every single disc continuously. (laughs) For sure. You're not a factory. I was just, just as a person thinking of 500 minis. Yeah, we actually made we actually made five thousand on that machine one by one. So, oh man, um, yeah, yeah, that was a little crazy. So you got to be like ripped, right? Like, I was. <laughs> <laughs> that was twenty twenty one, man. About a minute of time before since then. Yeah, someone asked me the other day. They were like, "Do you miss? Do you miss it?" And I was like, "No." it would be like snowing outside we'd be i'd be making minis in the garage like i'd have friends coming over and just helping yep there we go fancy and they were all numbered what what number is it oh i got one of the goobers yeah i got a goober so it's nothing there's no number there's no number yeah that might mean that might mean it's a second was it a second yeah, it was like yeah, um, factory yeah. second or whatever. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yep, yeah. Just but those why. are great for me because like if I lose them, it's not like the end of the world, you know. Mm. Except you're littering now, so he's gonna come for you. <laughs> um. 
so I've seen everything has kind of come out. Uh, all the all the intercourse have been blue. Is that just uh, act like that's just what you have to deal with, right? Like you can't, you don't, you didn't, you know, it's all recycled, so you can't. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Color. We say that we don't choose the color; the color chooses us. So, in right. terms of what um, being that it's one hundred percent recycled, it's it's a very small window of of plastic that's able to work for what we're looking for, and then finding a regrind that's that's clean enough and that's a, a full blown recycled feedstock that we can make you know ten thousand discs out of. It's just I can find a lot of different stuff that's like enough to make 20 discs, but that's just not sustainable in terms of manufacturing and being able to, to do what we need to do. And so right. we, when it comes to finding larger quantities, um, sometimes you can find like a clear or what's called natural uh, regrind. So it's, it's something you can end up getting different colors out of if you either use colorant, which isn't something we do, or figure out another way to get it to color certain ways, which is something we're working on right now is a sustainable alternative to colorant. Um, but then additionally to that, so with specifically the inner core, it was this whole batch of blue. So we had just a ton of this blue plastic that was waste and we, mm -hmm diverted that and made it into discs and it worked out perfectly um we actually say what the type of plastic is on the bottom and it says tpu but that might be a little bit of a of a misnomer for people because it might seem like any tpu would then work but there are different densities there's different durometers there's different yada 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 about tpu so it doesn't right. it's not just like every tpu works for us um it's a very very specific kind so it's out there and um yeah so we we found early on we found this very very large batch of blue and that's why all of those came out blue which was great because it allowed us to learn in the process um mm -hmm. with make with making discs especially well, with making discs in general, making anything injection molding, you're trying to isolate every variable possible. And you isolate a variable, you isolate a variable, you change things, you get it perfected. And then with a consistent feedstock, that's all good and dandy. But if you're using recycled plastic, then you're kind of throwing that consistency just right out the window. And so as far as having something that is at least kind of consistent, it's all the same color, it's all the same regrind from the same thing, then at least, you know, to some extent, you can get a little bit more consistency than you could if you patchwork together a bunch of hundred pound groupings of plastic or something like that. So, right. yeah. It's a good question. I was wondering that too, actually. I feel like I've seen you answer it somewhere, but I couldn't, couldn't remember if you did or not. Yeah, I don't know where I have answered that. If I have, maybe on a video, maybe in the intercord documentary, or maybe in one of our videos. But looking forward to the future, then probably just gonna like go with whatever you find for in terms of color, or like what what that is projected thoughts. Yeah, that's a great yeah. question. That is what we have been working on for the past ever since the intercord. Um, so it's just been trying to find not only, you know, a regrind that's out there, like, for example, just the other day, we found something and this is a story that's common, 
we found something that's like just a, a mix of a bunch of different colors. So it's either going to come out brown or black. And it's uh -huh. just like not the most ideal thing in the world. Perfect. So, yeah. yeah. So, and, and now mind you, I'm just trying to keep plastic out of landfills. So it is ideal because right. we can keep it out of landfills. But for, mm -hmm. for discs, you know, especially if we're going up in speed, then people are way like some people putt with black putters or even throw black putters. But like, there we go. I, some people right here. But <laughs> mid ranges, fairway drivers, distance drivers, that's when you start to kind of see people tone back on the on the black specifically. So um, yeah. we've been working be on fun. that. Time. I don't think anybody's ever done a camo. That might be that might be fun. <laughs> I'll let Chris Dickerson do that and I'll just do what we're doing over here. Um no, we've got uh we've got some exciting things there. So I won't I won't spoil that right now, but we've got some really exciting things in the works in terms of the next color because I definitely did not want Dune to be released as the same blue. And like that blue, many people have referred to it as inner core blue. So I'm like, okay, let's let's keep it as inner core blue and let's do something right. else for Dune. Um yeah. The one in the video I think was clear. I right. Believe. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> like, are you going with clear? Because that looked pretty sick. That's almost those, like camo. <laughs> for those who it pretty much is camo. For those who remember early the first PDJ approved video for the inner core that was also clear. So okay. we have a smaller batch that we test with, um, but um, that's not what the actual run will be. So yeah, yeah. I was just saying for yeah, for the one from the video, but maybe um, we'll see. The clear dies really nicely, so it you takes can ask my color. I like to throw a lot of hard to find discs. I got lots of lots of blacks and browns and clears, and and I'm always famous for pulling out a white rock while it's snowing. Yeah, that's hilarious. So no go. I, I just tell them I said I if I park it, then I don't gotta look for it. So true story. Yeah, or ace it. Right. Yeah. Even easier. Um, have you had like any? any sort of professional mentor or is there any benefit or anyone important in you in, in like your professional life that has yeah. like pushed you yeah oh, oh yeah i mean the list is long no oh. uh i am a, i'm a big first off i'll just say the the primary bulk of the list comes from the fact that i'm just a really big reader so um there's a lot of a lot of stuff that I've learned through books I've read. Um, I'm like I'm that crazy guy who loves to read business books. So like the most boring shit in the world, I'm like eating that for breakfast. So <laughs> for some reason, it just is how my brain works, and I probably read about a business book a week. Um, so and that's been yeah. yeah, that's been like a habit for a while. So I'm constantly reading different different books about just how to improve as far as the business is concerned and learn about different categories um on top of that i do i currently have um someone who i have a coaching call with once a month who is uh someone i respect from a completely separate industry but is a founder of a company and kind of um has some similar traits as far as what i'm doing and what what they've done 
Um, and then I also have a few people that I look up to in disc golf specifically who um, just have, have been kind enough with their time and been generous enough with their insights and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm, the list is long. I, I am, I fundamentally believe, I think I alluded to this or even said it clearly earlier, but I fundamentally believe that I stand on the shoulders of so many people before me. And if the, if the most I do is offer my shoulders to anyone coming after me, then that I'm, I've succeeded. Like that is for me, the, I, I, no one is a self-made person. Like we all stand on the shoulders of people before us. So, um, yeah, I, I stand on many, many shoulders. It's awesome. You sure know how to give good answers, man. <laughs> Maybe you just know how to ask good questions. Oh, I didn't write any of these questions. <laughs> <laughs> Chat GPT just knows how to ask good questions. Yeah, well, it's all this one was, it, these ones are all Kyle. <laughs> I, I um, tried to, you know, figure out some ones. Uh, I, I figured most podcasts don't ask, but most people try and do that. But we try again. No, we these try these are too. great. These are great questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah this is great. Um, all right well then what's your favorite color oh i don't i don't have an answer i will say what it's not it is not inner core blue um (laughs) someone the other day mentioned that color to me and i was like or had that color on a design and i was like "I i just don't i don't it was in a project we're working on and i was like i don't like that color and they were like that's the inner core blue and i was like i never I never said I chose that. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll change the question and say, what's not my favorite color? And it's inner core blue. So, yeah. All blues or just that blue in general? I, I've i had too many sleepless nights with that blue just, okay, like it just prancing around in my brain. So I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's I fair. That. I love that answer. <laughs> I will be excited one day when we have discs that aren't just that blue so yeah i got i gotta say the the color kind of fit like the the message i felt like you know like the message behind the whole company in general i felt like it was like you know like this this disc is good for the planet when i when i think of earth i think of you know it's oceans yeah Yeah, it it wasn't like a perfect ocean blue but that you know it just kind of reminded me of that so yeah no i i i am forever grateful and i think in a couple years i will look back and maybe i'll tell you my favorite color is integral right. but right, right now <laughs> no i get it i mean I, with how many discs that's I've just the ai in the world i can only imagine seeing like yeah, that color just like being burned in your head now and it's just like it's never gonna yeah. go away for sure haunts his dreams um that's all the questions we have written down kyle you got anything um Shit. Um, I had one. Fuck. Eric, do you have any more? I was just going to, Jesse, do you have anything else that you wanted to, wanted to set out, send out into the world, a message or anything or anything that you wanted to talk about that we, we missed? Um, no, yeah, yeah. no, I got something. Okay. I'll, I'll say this. This is my first time meeting Eric. But Kyle and I have spent time together, both in person 
and a little bit virtually, but mostly in person, which is cool. Um, and there are people in this world who talk the talk and don't walk the walk. And I would just say that Kyle is one of those people who talks the talk and walks the walk. So oh, yeah. I'm I'm grateful to be here and to your listeners who who know you and whatnot. I'm sure they're aware of this, but to anyone who might be new around here, um, uh, yeah, m- mad respect for Kyle over here. You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> Cleans up trash on the worst days of the year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you. <laughs> no, dude. Yeah, man. I think um, your brain is amazing, and I'm so thankful that you are in the disc golf community and just the mission, man. It's like Thanks, hashtag grow the sport sustainably. It's just like it's it's uh it's the perfect shit for me. It's uh we're uh we're like you know trash buddies. I, I I'm with you. <laughs> Trash buddies. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think that's pretty much all the things. Um, you want to do your plugs just to uh, get those out there? Me? Yeah. yeah. Plugs? Uh, we've been talking about me the whole time. So I'm. <laughs> that's all that's happening. And maybe we'll do it another time if i have other things to plug so yeah (laughs) maybe we'll plug in the future but uh i think that's all for now we have yeah we're we're always doing something and having fun with it so yeah yeah and you're at uh trashbanddiscgolf.com yep yeah just trashbanddiscgolf you'll find it if dot com instagram etc youtube yeah i saw that it has been fun go ahead eric sorry i was just gonna say it's been fun watching your background go from from being able to see stuff to pitch black yeah i it really became <laughs> over here. and i'm wearing a black shirt so it's just like a floating head i'm uh, apologies <laughs> to anyone who's watching hopefully no, I've, listening, I've, been in, I've been enjoying it so hopefully the listening experience has been better <laughs> yeah it's just about to get dark outside so great job all right, Eric, anything else? That's it. Uh, thanks again, Jesse. It was great meeting you and uh, look My forward best. to seeing your next project. Thank you. We'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>